Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, folks, I hope you're doing well today. I hope that you are trusting the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. And you are living a happy, prosperous life, trusting in Jesus. Not letting the world get you down by all the things that are going on, by all the sickness and by all the rhetoric. You know what? It's about Jesus. If we can focus on Jesus, we can make it through anything. I believe that. And you know what? There's certainly a lot of uh, conversations about prophecy and all these kind of things. I can tell you this. Be ready. We don't know the day or the hour, but be ready when he comes so that you'll know that you're right with God that there will be no question about anything, even eschatology and all the different arguments about it. You don't have to worry about that. What you need to know is you need to be ready to serve Jesus Christ and live for him right now. And so when that day comes, whether it's soon, whether it's in five years, whether it's in a hundred years, of course, you'll be gone by then unless you, unless they come up with things to make us live longer. But I tell you what, just live in readiness. And that's what Paul was telling the churches in Revelation, to live in readiness. And that was way back then. And I'm telling you this today, live in readiness. Well, you know, in the chapter 10 of Romans, Israel was rejecting Christ. And, and Paul's words were pretty straightforward. And I want to share those with you today after I pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for these incredible listeners. Thank you for their hearts. Lord, may we never be divided by what the world does or what the world says. But Lord, that we would put our faith and our trust in you and that we would know without a shadow of a doubt, we're children of the King and someday we're going to spend eternity with you. What a day that will be when I see your face, face to face. Thank you, Lord. Bless your people. And if there's some sick that are listening, they're struggling with illness, God, touch them, heal them, and may they put their faith totally in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, this is what he said. I'm just going to start chapter 10. I'm going to read about 12 or 13 verses. I'm probably just going to read it down and then go back and talk a little bit about it. So bear with me as I read the first part of chapter 10 of Romans. Brethren, my heart's desire and my prayer to you for them is their salvation and for the Israelites, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not in accordance with knowledge. For not knowing about God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own, they did not subject themselves to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law shall live by that righteousness. But the righteousness based on faith speaks this, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you, listen to this, folks, this is vital and so important. These words of Romans, Romans is a great book. My father led many people to the Lord through Romans, and he used what we call a Romans road. He said that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall 
be saved. I want to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there for a second. And I want to read that again, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Folks, if you're out there and you have not made that commitment, if you're not believing in Jesus, start believing in him with all your heart and trusting in him. And it says, you shall be saved if you confess it to your mouth. If you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, let somebody know. I want to pray for you right now. Our Heavenly Father, if there's any listening today that have not accepted you as their Lord and Savior, maybe they don't even know what it means, accepting. And what it means is this scripture alone is believing that Jesus is the Lord, that Jesus, that you died for our sins and you rose again. Lord, if there's any out there that have not made that commitment right this moment, may they say, Jesus, I believe. I put my faith and trust in you. And God, I'm going to do everything I can to grow in you because I want eternal life. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, tell somebody. Let somebody know that you prayed the prayer of salvation and that you're heaven-bound. Yes, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect either, but you are heaven-bound. Then he, this is verse 10. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in in salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. For whoever believes in him will not be disappointed. You notice I'm emphasizing these scriptures today. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, abounding in riches for all who call upon him. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what religion you are. If you call on the name of Jesus, he will save you. He will give you eternal life. And then verse 13 says, whoever, and this is in, in my Bible that I'm reading, is all in capital letters. Whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter where you're at. But whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Then verse 14 says, How then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. What's he telling us here? He's telling us what we've been studying in our church to get out on the front line, to be on the front line and share Jesus with others, that people will see Jesus in you, that you can lead others to Christ, not being afraid to ask. I think of some friends of mine that have, I just, there was just laying on my heart today, that have uh, sinful uh, siblings and that just totally reject God and live contrary to the Word of God. And I don't know if these people say anything to them or not because they don't want to hurt their feelings. Instead of saying, you need to believe in Jesus, you are headed the wrong direction. You're headed for eternal damnation unless you accept Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, there's a soft way to say that, a loving way. But too many times, because people are close to us, we don't want to turn them away. We say nothing. We say nothing, and we allow our friends, we allow our family to go down a direction of not having eternal life with Jesus. We do it because we just don't want to cause a rift. Ask God to give you strength to stand up and say, could you believe in Jesus? 
Jesus will change your life. Jesus will bring you hope and we'll spend eternity with him. And it's going to be a joyous day. We have a lost world around us. It's not a time to be shy. It's not a time to go in a corner. It's not a time to say, oh, hey, the pastor should do it. Oh, the deacon should do it. The bishop should do it. The priest should do it. It's a time to say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to share the good news of Jesus. I want to share this passage. I'm going to fact that not only that, I'm, I'm going to go back in Romans and, and I'm going to share some other passages, you know, and I, you know, you can, you can look up a lot of things in Roman that Romans that really leads people to the Lord, you know, you know, you, you can go to Romans 6, 23, the Bible says for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift, listen to that, the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord, accepting the free gift that we have. And that's so important because the Bible tells us in Romans 3, 23, it says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us needs a savior. Every one of us uh, has sinned. There's not a person that hasn't. Well, I've been raised in the church the whole lot. My daddy was a preacher. My daddy was a preacher and my brothers were preachers. That didn't save me. I had to make a commitment to Jesus Christ. You know, he says then in, I believe it's um, uh, Romans 5, he says this, he says, for while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And that's verse 6. And then he says, for one who hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man, someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died died for us. He died for us. He shed his blood on the cross at Calvary for us so we could have life eternal. But yet, sometimes we fight and we argue and we start putting things, this and that, and next thing you know, nobody's interested because you have you have put so many laws in front of them. The greatest statement is this is what I read to you earlier in chapter 10. For those who believe in Jesus Christ shall be saved. If they believe in their heart that Jesus is the Son of God, they shall be saved. And you know, then he works in our lives in a powerful way. In fact, Romans 8, 28, many people know and says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Yes, for those who are called according to a, his purpose. You know, and then he comes in Romans 8, 31, and some people don't like this verse, and some people use it differently, but I like it. And he says, what then shall we say to, to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Who do you want in your corner? I tell you what, more than ever, more than ever, I want my God in my corner. I want my God walking with me. I want to know that I am in line with him. Like I said, it's not easy to be perfect, and we fail at things in life. But if we believe and we trust in him, you know what? He's going to lead us. He's going to see us. And when we are down, he's going to pick us up. He's going to lift us up beyond the miry clay. Don't beat yourself over the head because you did something wrong. Say, Lord, I love you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to get going again. I'm going to get going the right direction again. I'm going to serve you with all my heart, soul, and mind. You know, he loves you. He has a phenomenal plan for your life. Let him in today. Lord bless you. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.